This radio program is PG-13. Parents strongly caution some material may be inappropriate for children under the age of 13. Send me Jesus' mission was to comfort those who mourn, bind up the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to captives, and open prison doors for those who are bound. For those who want more than status quo Christianity has to offer, Blazing Grace Radio begins now. And here is your host, Mike Janung. Hey, Mike Janung here, and welcome back to Blazing Grace Radio. Glad to have you along couple of announcements. First off, for those of you in the greater Phoenix area, I'm looking for a church to host one of our From Porn to Grace conferences. So if there are any of you who know a church that would be willing to host that, typically what that means is uh, a Saturday conference that runs from a 9.30 to 3.30, or sometimes I've even done them during the week for pastor's training. These conferences for, are for men and for wives, and I get into what healing looks like for both sides, and there's breakouts, and we'd spend time praying, and it's usually a pretty amazing time for everyone, and of course, we talk openly about sexual issues, and um, but really, the, the intent there is to equip people on how to be overcomers. And then next, in Las Vegas, on April 21st, from 3 to 4, I will be in Las Vegas doing a live call-in show with KKVV 1060 AM, who is now broadcasting the show. So if you're there in Vegas, I'd encourage you to participate and call in, and let's have a conversation about this, and I'll be talking openly about the issues that we hear that we talk about in the show, sex addiction and porn addiction and the porn epidemic in the church, and of course, being a rogue Christian and what that means in today's environment. So today I have Bo with me here in studio. Bo leads a support group for men here in Chandler, Arizona. Uh, he co-leads it with a guy named Gene. He's been on the show. This is now your third time, so welcome back, Bo. Hi, Mike. Thanks so much for having me. So I'm going to read a couple, not a couple, six or seven just headlines from recent articles, these are all within basically the last month. And then and then I would just want to get your feedback. Maybe we'll discuss them. And this just came out recently. And I'm just going to read the headlines. I'm not going to get into too much detail. But Hillsong Church founder Brian Houston resigns after internal miscontact, misconduct investigation. He was found, he came out that he had been drunk inside of a woman's hotel room for 40 minutes the church revealed, and ABC News caught this, and and uh, he resigned. So the headlines we're reading all have to do with sexual issues in the church. The, and this, this is happening just about every day now. Record. This is another headline from just this month. Records show that John MacArthur's church supported a convicted child abuser and a pedophile. So what happened was... Um, there was a couple, this was back in 2002, it just surfaced where MacArthur did, and this was, you can look this up on, this is on a YouTube video where he 
a wife wanted to leave her husband who had been doing illegal criminal acts with children and the church ripped her for wanting a divorce and MacArthur called her out from the pulpit publicly and then it turned out later that the husband ended up in going to jail I think for quite a long time, more than a decade. So this just came out and we, we do unfortunately see this um, with spiritual abuse in the church is a constant. We hear often where and unfortunately, wives get the brunt of this, where a wife is blamed for her husband's porn addiction. Well, you should just submit to him, and um, you need to stay with him, and oh, well, choke on your feelings because they don't matter. And so this, this is not a one-off. This is just the very tip-top of the iceberg. Several more. Um, Baptist pastor arrested for child porn possession after authorities searched the parsonage. This was a couple days ago. Youth pastor and six others arrested on child porn charges in Atlanta. That's from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution last week. And then Canadian megachurch pastor resigns after sexual misconduct. And I'll keep going. Another pastor arrested in a child porn case. Fox 11 News. Another one. Georgia music minister back on stage despite allegations he molested 13 boys. Another one. Minnesota pastor resigns as accusations mount that his family covered up abuses. So what we're doing in this radio show is just not some kind of trite little deal talking about these sexual issues. These are widespread, and stories like these are happening every day now. Sexual sin in the church in the U.S. and all over is rampant, and there are a lot of people in bondage. So, Bo, my friend, when you hear all this, what comes to your mind? Yeah, yeah, Mike. Uh, it breaks my heart to hear these these headlines, and I I had known about several of those headlines as well. Uh, but it it really just goes to show what a just what a crisis we're in in the church. Um, you know, I think most of those churches you listed, you know, uh, Hillsong and John MacArthur's Church and a Baptist church, you know, mostly Protestant denominations, you know, and you know, we think back about the problem the Catholic Church has had in years past and, you know, in cover-ups with priest misconduct and in the sexual addiction area. And so uh, it, it just goes to show that this is a, is a widespread problem that's gone on for a long time. And I was personally involved with another situation that is very closely related to these headlines, if you remember Ravi Zacharias. Yeah. Um, not too many years ago, it uh, came out that Mr. Zacharias, who has since passed, but after his death, it was found that he had had sexual misconduct in his ministry. And I was in – this was in Atlanta, Georgia, where I used to live. Mm. And I was actually in a sexual addiction recovery uh, part of uh, Celebrate Recovery with people that were in Mr. Zach. Zacharias's ministry. They worked for him. Mm. And it breaks my heart because <clears throat> the damage that it does to, to the body of Christ is so immense. And when, you know, if you hear, you hear stories of John MacArthur defending his staff member or whoever it is, ministry leader, I'm not familiar exactly with that situation, but, you know, he's, he goes off and defends somebody and, and is completely wrong. And, and, 
that was what happened with Ravi Zacharias's ministry. The ministry leaders went and attacked the women for being making up stories and being liars when they were telling the truth. Mm-hmm. And the the real culprit was Mr. Zacharias. So uh, groups like ours, Blazing, Gra- uh, Blazing Grace uh, recovery groups, are the place for almost every Christian, every Christian man. But for sure, uh, leadership in our churches has got to realize that this is an epidemic. Cause, and it's, but it's just bottom line sin. And when, when men can, can isolate, can hide, can, can sin so-called secretly, uh, it's a very, very dangerous situation for any of us to be in. So I just want to say that that's the whole purpose of our group is to bring men together and be transparent with one another. Mm-hmm. Because if these, you know, if the leader of Hillsong had had a transparent relationship with, with men, if Ravi Zacharias or if John MacArthur had had transparent meetings with the men on his staff in a way that they could hold each other accountable, maybe he could have realized that this is a problem that he needed to root out of his church before he went to the pulpit and, and possibly blamed the victim. So it's very devastating. You use the word crisis, and I've got a feeling that people's eyes glaze over when they hear the word crisis because we've been in crisis now for since 2020 or 2020 with COVID and so epidemic crisis, pandemic, blah, 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 blah. So what do you say to the pastor who says, ah, this ain't a crisis. It ain't that bad. Why do I got to talk about sex to my congregation and make them squirm? Well, I would say it is a crisis, and it's, you know, and it was made worse in this last couple of years due to COVID, due to isolation, and due to keeping people from having those transparent relationships. But to any pastor who says, ah, I don't really believe it, unfortunately, it's in it's in your church. It's in every church in this country. You know, if you look up to a, a pastor, it's likely in his church. Maybe not him, but in his church. So I would say every church in this nation has this problem, and that's why the 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 senior pastors, the ministry staff, needs to take it seriously and needs to address it from the pulpit and through ministry opportunities. So I think, you know, the conference you mentioned, wanting to form a relationship here in uh, Phoenix area to have this conference is such a great idea and is so needed. And so not only preaching on Sundays from the, um, from the pulpit, but also have uh, uh, groups and ministries that address this directly. Mm-hmm. So, Bo, last time you here, you guys were just getting your group off the ground and um – so I'm curious, a couple questions. First off, have you countered any spiritual warfare along the way as you've gone through this? Oh, yes, absolutely, <laughs> Mike. It's uh, um, uh, both Gene and I, when we formed this group, we're coming up on a year. In June, it'll be, it'll be our, our first year anniversary. Mm-hmm. And we thank you for helping us get started and with the great material that you have and, and leadership and expertise. And so we thank you for that. Um, but along the way, absolutely, both Gene and I personally have have 
you know, struggled with uh, spiritual warfare. The, the second you take off into an area like this, your personal struggles uh, can be magnified. And the temptations and the, you know, uh, spiritual warfare in your mind um, can definitely be um, spiked. And I've had that personally. You know, I've had, uh, you know, fought off many, many uh, temptations that uh, I've been able to overcome um, through, uh, through turning, connecting to God, focusing on his word, focusing on on prayer to personally just uh, let the Holy Spirit uh, give me that strength to overcome. And we've also seen the spiritual warfare on the folks coming to our group. Mm. You know, it's a, it's a big deal to come to a sexual addiction recovery group. And, you know, we've had several men who uh, have, have made that hard decision to come in, you know, for the first time with raw, very difficult situations, you know, that they're going through right then. You know, maybe just come out of some serious sexual addiction within, you know, days. And it's very, very painful and hurtful. And, uh, you know, they're trying to, to, to put the pieces back together, so to speak. Mm. So those, those guys are under huge spiritual warfare and attacks, you know, on a daily basis. Well, and I remember the very first group I led two, 22 years ago, there was, there was a guy who walked in halfway through the meeting. He'd been driving in the parking lot for 45 minutes trying to get the courage up to walk in. <laughs> I remember that story you told me. That's right. And just get – generally for us, what we've had is making the phone call, mm. you know, making the phone call to call us. They know of our group. They find out about it. And getting in touch is the hard part. But once we make that connection is the road to recovery. It's the way to uh, start uh, start healing. And that's where, like you said, driving around the parking lot for 40 minutes. But just making that decision to do something about it is the, is the hardest first step that a lot of people describe to us. So this is about a lot more than just telling me uh, how to quit looking at pictures, isn't it? That's right. That's right. Uh, Mike, I was just going to say that we have a wide variety of folks, people who struggle with pornography, people who struggle with physical relationships of adultery, people who struggle with all kinds of, of specific sexual addictions. And it's not just how do I stop looking at this? How do I stop thinking about this? But it's really how do you turn yourself over to God and the Holy Spirit and form that deep relationship? And slowly but surely, your desires and wants are not corrupted by the, by the world and the sinful desires of our heart. And they become – your heart really does get transformed and your desires get transformed. And the things that you used to want, the sinful – sexual addiction behaviors that you used to want start to have be repulsive to you. Mm-hmm. And so it is, it's an amazing transformation that the Lord does in, in, in our lives when, when we go down this path. But it's not something that you snap your finger and you're done. There's tools. We've used, your, we've used several of the tools that you've put together in The Road to Grace and other books um, that help somebody who needs those tools right away. 
I mean, there are some things that we do teach that we've learned from you and from our experiences that can help people in the moment, for sure. That's a part of it. But the long-term goal is a transformation that turns the wants from the world to the Lord. Well, it sounds like part of what you're doing, too, is to mentor them in how to be a spiritual warrior as well. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. We've got – I just think of one guy in our group who has struggled with pornography for for many years, and he's now on – I think six months of of, uh, of recovery, which is great, mm. um, but you know that's that can that can that can occur without transformation. But he's transformed. He's leading his wife in devotionals in the morning. He's he's having prayer time with his family, whereas before that really had no meaning in his life. And so um, he's really stepping up and taking the responsibility that the Lord has has laid out as a Christian man and husband to be somebody who his wife can go to for strength and encouragement from a spiritual standpoint. And their relationship has just blossomed into just a a renewed marriage that they're both so excited about now. When when guys are coming in, do they have much of a prayer life? Oh, generally, no. Zero. It's, 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 uh, if somebody, when they first come in, they may be attending church. Okay. (laughs) You know, but uh, but really uh, the, that relationship of being in God's word, uh, in in a deep relationship of prayer, is is little to no non-existent. Well, and as what we see from experience, is these are guys who've been in the church for decades. So what what is the missing connection there? It is just that life transformation and that connection. I think to the Lord that that. Is missing. You can be in church every Sunday. You can be in your book. You describe. You know, you were actively leading others in ministry opportunities and everything. But you talk about a dryness. You know, a spiritual dryness. And being in being in ministry meetings and being at the church service and being at whatever uh, ministry it is is one thing. But actually letting it change you is a different thing. And that's where the that's what that's where the difference is, and so uh, we we really we really strive to encourage people to get that relationship with the Lord uh, first, and that is through prayer and through uh, through the Word, mm-hmm. and uh, that's where you get the transformation. And it's but it, it's it, do, it doesn't sound glamorous like oh you can just read this chapter of this book and then boom you know what to do and everything's okay. But that's where we share with each other the transparency and uh, the accountability and the one-on-one discussions. And it all makes, it all makes that transformation uh, uh, just much more possible. So what kind of things do you see guys struggling with in their journey? The, the, the things that we see folks struggling with are, are the addiction that they're used to. Whatever it is, I mean, everybody's a little bit different. But when folks struggle with pornography, that that age-old addiction that maybe was introduced to them, maybe they saw pornography when they were uh, adolescent, and it became a an addiction and a and a habit. And now somebody's thirty, thirty-five years old, going back to what 
mm-hmm. was familiar in the past is what seems to flare up with everybody. And so, um, um, you know, many people have gone down real severely um, sinful paths, much much far beyond, you know, pornography, but uh, to adultery and uh, prostitution and things like that. And so, um, thankfully, what we've seen is um, that the serious, serious sin problems um, take a good bit more to flare back up, but that usually not where things started as a as an adolescent or as, as a younger person. So, uh, I, I would say the uh, um, uh, pornography is what seems to flare up the worst for most folks. <clears throat> What would you say is an average age the first exposure was? Um, from our group, it's about – I would say probably uh, 12, 13 years old. Mm-hmm. We've, had, we've had some severe you know, pre, <laughs> pre-adolescent exposure, 9, 7, 5. I mean it, you know, it can be very early, but most people seem to be in about 10 or about 12 years old, 12, 13 years old, kind of that right about puberty roughly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tell parents that if your kid is eight and you haven't had the sex talks with him, it's just about too late. Yeah, because everybody has smartphones. Yeah, yeah, that's. I think that's the that's the big danger. I'm I'm older. I'm <laughs> I'm in my fifties now, and so smartphone technology, you know, came along about uh, ten fifteen years ago. So um, I haven't. Uh, str- I didn't struggle with that, but uh, but that is that is a major game changer in a bad way. Mm-hmm. For the contents available, and that's 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 where things are really dangerous. So, tell us several stories, success stories. What do you see? So, um, yeah, thanks. The uh, we have had several success stories just in our short period of time. Uh, we had a gentleman who was in a relationship with his wife, and he was struggling with pornography. And the relationship with his wife was really strained. And so he reached out to our group, and he has become an active member. And unfortunately, in the first few months of joining our group, things got worse. And as he was being more transparent with his wife, she wasn't really receiving it very well. Mm -hmm. And so they split. They -hmm. separated. But he remained faithful to our group. And he came in. He was in other counseling relationships as well. But he was he was he was committed to to uh, maintaining his sexual purity, and so he did, and I th- and they separated for uh, over a month, and he was living with friends, living in a po- hotel, all this kind of thing. But he was still focused on on his relationship with the Lord, addiction recovery, counseling, and through that. His wife really did see that he was a changed that the change was occurring in his life. Mm-hmm. Um, she had a few issues to to also deal with, but they've re- reconciled. They're they're back living together, back in the house together. They're working on their issues, and he's 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 coming in weekly, uh, reporting victories of of intimacy with his wife, time together them really having heart-to-heart relationship that's really improving. So uh, so what we've kind of seen in a, in a short period of time the gamut of a relationship that could have gone, just could have been over 
And, uh, you know, it's hard work. Marriage is, you know, maintaining a healthy marriage is a hard, is a hard work to do. Even without the porn. <laughs> Even without, absolutely. So he's, uh, he's working hard on that. So, so, uh, so we've seen that kind of success. Um, I've seen some other guys in our group step up the leadership capabilities mm. in accountability partner relationships with other with other men in the group who are struggling and say through a covenant eyes uh, monitoring being able to be accountable and hold others accountable uh, made a little comment here you can't lie to a liar mm. and most of the men in our group including myself unfortunately, are liars. And so that's one thing we try to do is sniff out those lies. And it's a hard thing to do, but it's so important. Well, thank you, Bo. And what I want to say is for our listeners, if you're in the greater Phoenix area and you want information on coming to their group, please send us an email. We'll put you in touch with them. They meet in Chandler, Arizona on Monday nights at 630 And they have guys who come in for as much as two-hour drive away. So let us hear from you, and we'll see you next time. Do you want to be free? Blazing Grace is a nonprofit international ministry for the sexually broken and the spouse. Please visit us at blazinggrace.org for information on Mike Janung's books, groups, counseling, or to have Mike speak at your organization. You can email us at email at blazinggrace.org or call our office in Chandler, Arizona at 719-888-5144. Again, visit us at blazinggrace.org. Email us at email at blazinggrace.org or call the office at 719-888-5144.